Welcome to the Last Boy Scouts podcast. I'm Tyler. And I'm Danny Oconya. We're super excited to be joining you on a new platform. We're uh, going to start filming it based on feedback we got. Yeah. Episode two. Episode two. Yeah. So you'll be able to see us on YouTube. You'll be able to see what we look like and see us in our in our own space. Watch me in my glory. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Man, so, go yeah. ahead. Well, as I say, overall take, what do we, what do we, what, how do we feel? Good. Great responses. We just looked at, uh, we had almost 200, a little bit over 200 downloads. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, great feedback. We got a lot of messages from, from people, um, man, but at the same time, like we're white belts at this. I, you and I, we, we jive on the white, the, the jujitsu system, right? The belt system. So, yeah. Yeah. And we, we want to think like of ourselves of just learning and always willing to learn and get better at what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's exactly it. Like we, you know, we're just white belts, survival and show up, continue yep. to keep going. Hope to get asked to train. To <laughs> just asked sit to there and be like, I don't point. exactly know what I'm doing, but if you ask me, then maybe we'll come out there and we'll flow roll. We'll just <laughs> we'll just get going. <laughs> I promise I won't spaz out on you. Yeah, just for sure. Me. That's not a promise I can keep. No, we, we lost was um, lost. Just starts us on our journey. Yeah. Of talking about some situations and some ideas of where we are as men and what we need to improve on. And then we're going to continue to dive down other ideas and we're going to, we're going to have some funny stuff. We're going to talk to other people. Right. We might have some other guests. And the idea is, is we're not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to tell you what we do. Right. (laughs) And that's the thing, like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? There's a lot of voices out there and, and, you know, we, we add our, our voice to that voice in, in hopes that we connect with, with people that um, see and understand the way we see things. And, sure. and, and, you know, maybe we're for you, maybe we're not for you. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the, at the end of the uh, end of the day, like as long as you're doing the work to better yourself, right. I mean, that's all that really matters. Right. Right. You, you find a voice and there's a lot of voices out there. Yeah. Some of the things that we took away from some, some of our friends that, that came to us, they were, they told us, they, they completely understood where we were coming from. They could see themselves yeah. in us. Um, and we are just doing the work. We just really are just doing the work. Keeping it real. Keeping it real, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and so we ended the the, la- the lost episode. We introduced this quote from, from David Dia. Without a conscious life's purpose, man is totally lost. Drifting, adapting to events rather than creating, right? We are, you know, as we expand the context of our conversation, we need to expand the context of this quote. Mm-hmm. I think all too often we as men get stuck in this magical thinking. Sure. Right? Like we get stuck in that we only have one purpose. Sure. And we talked about it a second ago that our life is not written in Sharpie marker. Or right. It's not written on stone. Right. We don't have to have a to- stone tablet. It doesn't. It's probably okay that our life is written in... A dry erase pen. A dry erase pen or yeah, chalk. You, or, wipe, you walk, wipe it away and maybe it's not as clean as you thought it was. Maybe you look back at it and you're like, yeah. all right, I like certain aspects of what I just what I just did, but now I'm going to look at adding, improving, recreating. Yeah. And humans, in, in just, just in general, just in general, humans, what they'll do is they're married to their, to their ideas mm-hmm. and you avoid changing things because you get so like, Oh, this is who I am. And we talked right. about like our pseudo selves and our, right. and our, and our fuse selves. And we're like, this is who I am, but we're portraying certain characters. We're in different chapters of our, right. chapters of our life. Yeah. Right. And so 
all we're saying is, is when you're lost, it's cool. Like you're going to have those moments of being lost. Me, myself, for sure. I've had moments where I'm like, this is not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I, I stay in that lane. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stick this out. And then I have to look inside and decide, is that who I want to portray to the outside world? And then that's where we come up with reinvention. That is how we decided that reinvention. It's not like we're going to like give you all these great ideas of how to fix every chapter of your life. We're just going to say, this is the next step. Well, when you're lost, what happens? Yeah. And, and, and more importantly, we're going to say that like, we've had to hold space for each other to grow. Sure. And we're going to hold space for, for our listeners to grow. And it's okay to, to grow. It's okay to shed those layers. You can be like Shrek, right? Like a yeah. ogre has layers, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like sure. onions, right? Like, yeah. m- you know, there's nothing that says you have to be a certain way. It's true. It's and, true. And, and generally that's, that's outside, uh, you know, outside stimuli telling us that we have to be some way. For sure. And so every podcast, we'd like to start with a story. And what our idea is, is... When Tyler and I are talking or we're sharing space and we're deciding of how we're going to approach the next episode, we usually dive deep down. And this, this one is coming from, um, the book and it's, it's, it's from another book. It's called, uh, the, the life of crazy horse. Yeah. And if you haven't read the book, if you don't know who the character is, crazy horse is a Sioux warrior that. Um, Lakota. Lakota warrior. He's a Lakota warrior. He's a Lakota warrior. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's uh and and he has all these what what we put our own spin on his story. Yeah. And this story comes from a man who's narrating the book on Audible. That's where I listened yeah, yeah, to it yep. was. And his family actually knew Crazy Horse. Yeah, he is a Lakota himself. Um, although he has a very Christian name, um, we will get into that. If you watch the YouTube, maybe you'll get some insights into, yeah. into, into why that happened. But, um, yeah, uh, the, the author and, and narrator of the book, uh, uh, is, is very directly related to the Lakota people. Yep. He even talks about parallels between himself and crazy horse, and crazy horse. Uh, growing up, growing up in this kind of indigenous, indigenous culture. Yep. And so crazy horse, the story that we're going to tell you is, is going to be a little bit mo- a mosh posh of, of things. But what happens is, is crazy horse's name is not crazy horse mm-hmm. when he's, when he's born. And when he comes into the tribe, mm-hmm. um, his name is light hair and that's the name they give him mm-hmm. La- the light hair one, the light one, right? Because he has light hair, he has light skin and he has some European, uh, characteristics that none of the other the tribe have. Yeah. Right. Um, his hair is curly and wavy and mm-hmm. it's light and, and he gets a lot of teasing about that and he, yeah. and he doesn't know how to process that, but he knows that, that as long as he f- continues down his path as a warrior, he always wants to set himself apart. He's yeah. the best, uh, yeah. shooting the grasshoppers and that funny, that story, that whole thing oh, of the bows, the, the progression right? of the progression of the bows. And like, it's, it's really interesting. Like when we talk about the rites of the traditional rites of passage, sure. right? Like the book illustrates just organically, like how these things should happen. Like right. There was a lot in this culture that unfortunately is lost to, to most of us now. Sure. Um, and the narrator does a great job of describing this. So you can actually yeah. kind of be there with him. Right. Yeah. And so as he's going on and he's learning how to become a warrior, 
he also has to do certain steps that require him to show that he can be a warrior. Mm -hmm. And each of those is he has to attach himself to a man, Mm -hmm. maybe not his father, but somebody that his father trusts to teach him how to shoot a bow, Mm -hmm. how to ride a horse, how to do these things. And he always goes back to his dad to give him more insight whenever he's struggling, whenever he is like, I'm lost. I'm not exactly what, sure what to do. Yeah. I'm going to go. Luckily for him, he can go to his dad. Well, it, it, it really is the people he surrounds himself because he has, he has the mentor yep. um, that, that, that pulls him and takes him with him, takes him from his family and, and mentors, mentors him, him yeah. for, for a, a significant period of, of his life, yep. including taking him on, on raids, raids. and, and, yeah. And, and teaching him certain aspects of how to, how to be a man. This is somebody that's not his father. Right. Somebody that's not even part of his tribe. Right. That, um, that teach him those skills. That teaches him those skills, right? Yeah, and his dad like trusts him, and his dad gives him the ability to do those things, right? Yeah. And so as Crazy Horse is coming up, and he's coming into his own, um, his first raid that he goes on, mm-hmm. he's um, there. The, it, it comes from another person telling the story because crazy horse doesn't actually tell the story to his dad. It's the people that tell the story around the campfire sessions, which is kind of cool because right. it's a campfire side. It's a fireside, right, right? right? Yeah. It's just a fireside. And so they're telling the story of how crazy horse gets knocked off of his horse. And this person sees a horse running past crazy horse and he reaches out, grabs the mane gets back on the horse, mm-hmm. goes back to the fight, and he's going at the people, circling them, trying to draw all of this attention towards himself. And that's the story that you think, well, it's because of that, right? Yeah. But then as he goes on, what happens is is that Crazy Horse's father... He's, he's, he's a medicine man. He's a medicine man. He's, he's a, a shaman, man. right? He's a shaman, right? Like in, the, in every traditional sense of sure. what, you know... Those those white ladies in Beverly Hills are <laughs> yeah. trying to find right? yeah. like he's a, he's the he's the real deal like and it's interesting man there's like this point in the story where Crazy Horse or the light haired one as they're calling him like he he realizes his dad is different right his dad is different his dad isn't going on the war parties he's right. not doing the traditional man fight. yeah fight like the stuff that we would consider today to be masculine right, right. he's 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 he, he's a healer right. He's a healer. He's different. He is different. But he's leaving the house, and and but he's somebody that, that Crazy Horse can always kind of come back to. Yep. And so what happens is is that after the raid, Crazy Horse, there's a couple days that pass on, and he comes out of the house, and there's a ceremony for him, and his father is leading the ceremony, and he tells a couple stories. He tells a couple things that he expects of the light-haired one and of the light, the, this light child. Right. And he says from now on, from this day forward, I'm going to give you my name. So what you don't, what you do know is that crazy horse's father's name is crazy horse. And he gives him the name crazy horse. And he says, from now on, this day is from this day forward, you're going to be known as crazy horse. And I will be known as worm, the father of crazy horse. And for Tyler and I, we both resonate in different um, avenues of our life or aspects of our life because we're both named after our father. Yeah. My name is Danny. My father's name is Danny, yeah. you know, and, and I've not always enjoyed that. I yeah. haven't. I've not always enjoyed that. I've not always enjoyed 
that my name is Danny. They call my dad Big Danny, and I'm Danny Ray. Yeah. But that's how they always addressed us. And you think, man, that resonated so much with me. Right. Right. Yeah. For me too. I mean, my I'm named after my father. My first name is Douglas. Um, my dad is Doug. And, um, you know, it's interesting too, because I can follow that and I can see that like as a, it's a source of pride, right. To have a son in in your life, right. Like it's, it's an interest, it's an interesting dichotomy, right. That, you know, my, my grandfather is Rand, right. His oldest son was Rand. Right. And his Rand's oldest son is Rand. Right. Right. So there's three, three, (laughs) right. (laughs) right? Like, and, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a source of pride. Right. And, and, and I guess that's where we're getting is like, if you're going to have a source of pride and, and share your name with somebody, like let's raise those people, let's right. show up in those people. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting for those of us who, who like Tim Kennedy, right. I don't know if you if you follow I Tim did, Kennedy, yeah, but like, like him. yeah, what's interesting today is like, it was just so much validation this week for what we're doing here at our podcast is he released his Apogee Jet, his Apogee, Apogee Dads program. Right. Which he's run this Apogee school, which is all about raising good boys. Right. He's he's doubled down. He's now raising this Apogee Dads program. And that's where we're at. Right. Right. Like that that is a that is a core purpose of what we're trying to create with with Lost Boy Scouts and in, in raising the next generation. Right. Raising ourselves, raising the next generation. Yeah, for sure. Elevating our level. Reinventing some of the things that we've gone through and mm-hmm. changed so that our own children don't go through those same moments because we yeah. we've had to reinvent ourselves. Absolutely. We're currently in a reinvention yeah. with ourselves. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, and it, we absolutely, we are. And, and the beautiful thing, and we'll probably continue to reference the book, the journey of crazy horse by uh, Joseph Marshall, the right. third. Yeah. Like we'll continue to reference it For a sure. couple of times couple because times. there's a lot of things that we, we pull from it. But um, for a long time, I have been fascinated with like, building things sure just building right yeah um and you know early on in my tech career i've actually um kind of found this this thing called the d school at stanford right right this this school of design right and they teach this concept inside of design it's an iterative and it's a non-linear iterative process that that people can use to to kind of challenge their assumptions and, and build solutions to their life. Right. right? And so the concept is one, we empathize. So we, we, you know, if we're in the tech world, we, we get into the minds of our users or if we're building a hard product, we get into the minds of our users, right? We define what is, what is the definition of what we're trying to do? Right. Then we create ideas on how we can solve the problem. Yeah. And then we prototype it and then we test. Right. Right. And so we, we do that non-iteratively, we can build some really cool products. It's cool because I watch you do it. I watch you do it. And so, uh, Tyler was building a cold plunge and he was calling me and he was telling me about all these things (laughs) he was doing. And each time he'd be like, well, the, this one thing didn't work. So I need to add this. And then finally I came over and he showed me his finished product and it was (laughs) a little different kind of along the way, what he wanted to do, but that is how you address things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You can't get stuck in one way of thinking. No, right? you need to go back and you need to go back to the drawing board and be like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to erase this little portion of what I did and I'm going to add to it. Yeah. Not that you're going to like change everything. And we're not saying that with a reinvention, sometimes you do need to change everything. Yeah. And sometimes it might be just wiping away a little bit and then adding something to what you're doing. Right. And these guys, Bill Bernhardt and Dave Evans, they're Stanford, awesome. they're Stanford dudes. 
Stanford and, and Electronic Arts, respectively, they they built this course because they were getting, you know, as a, I can only imagine as a Stanford professor, <laughs> yeah. Here, yeah. kids are probably always coming to you like, what do I do with my life, right? right. And so um, these guys in their big brains, they kind of take this design thinking and they start applying it to life. And it has quickly become the most uh, popular course at Stanford. And it's a course on life design. Yeah. It's called the Life Design Lab. Um, it, it teaches tools of design thinking in, in context of how do we design our life. Right. And it's really based around this empathize, define, ideate, prototype. What is the difference between empathize and being vulnerable with yourself? Yeah. What, what is the difference? <laughs> right? Yeah. And a lot of times you're like, well, I know how you feel. But I, I don't feel that way. Right. Right. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, okay, let's go a little bit further than that. Right. right. We, a lot of times when, when we're helping men or we're coaching men, we're not like trying to give them the answers because they don't really, you don't really want the answers. No. What you want is a couple avenues, a couple things to draw upon. Right. And then feel what's going to be the path that you want to take. Right. 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 And, right. and we may guide you, we may direct you, but we may be like, we really want you to find the answer, yeah. right? We, you yeah. want to find the answer. Like when you're building that cold plunge, mm-hmm. you feel more confident when you find the answer through trial and error, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's not to say that I don't want your suggestion, right? And it's not to say that I'm willing to not willing to. But when you talk in context of somebody's life, right? Life, life when is you start way telling, different. yeah, when you start telling somebody how to live their life, you instantly you start triggering them at a core. Yes. level of the brain. Yes, for sure. Right? You're, you're, you are triggering may, pr- probably some sort of past trauma Correct. that they have, have incurred through, through childhood, right? And we always fall back to our inner child. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that. You fall back to your inner child. How does your inner child react to things? Yeah. And you can tell when somebody, you've triggered them mm-hmm. and they are like, re- their response, sometimes you're like, oh, I, I caught them a little off guard. I right. caught them a little, oh, right. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And what they're doing is, is they're just responding how they would have responded when they felt vulnerable, scared, mm-hmm. alerted. And then now what do they, what, what do they trigger? Right. Their fight or flight. You're, you're sticking them right in the fight or flight. You response. are. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's why, you know, you call it the inner child, call it a shadow, call yeah. it, you know, whatever you want to call it, call it your demons, whatever. Right. You know, we're either, we're either trying to address them or we're trying to, to hide them. To hide right? them. So, yeah. and when we hide them, we get lost. And when we address them, we constantly have to reinvent ourselves. We constantly, have, and, and, and then we talk about what, what, what is your motivation to, to change, to change yourself. So whenever I was in high school, I, found I had to I had to change my entire friend group. My mm-hmm. entire friend group. Um it was a very tough time in my life that I was just I was tired of doing or being somebody that I just didn't want to be anymore. I didn't I did not want to get harassed by the police anymore. I was yeah. kind of tired of it. And when I did change my friend group, I was worried about what those other people would think about me. But I was also worried that somebody would think well, you're just pretending you're just faking because, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't, I, I needed a change and I had to change. And, and now looking back on it, it, it really did set me up for success in my life that I am now yeah. because I'm still friends with the guys that I was friends with after I changed. Right. And I don't, 
I have no idea what I, I, I'll run into those guys every once yeah, in a while, and yeah. our lives are completely different. Right. And mine for the better, but it was an it was not it was not fun during the time of of realizing that I didn't want to be who I was anymore. It was scary. It was very scary. And I think that like our friends and family can appreciate the fact that who I am now, yeah. you know, yeah. as opposed to who I was then. And those yeah. that knew me then yeah. probably are like, well, I'm glad you did that, you right, know? Right, right. And the people that know me now probably have no idea. Well, and, and, and there is a, there is a component of that where you, you, you run into the lost, you get so lost that, that you, you one day wake up and everything is shifted. Right. And it is a scary, vulnerable place to right. be in. Yeah, for and, sure. And you have two options, right? You have you really have two two roads, right? Right. There's this uh, Native American parable of of the two wolves, right? Right. You've probably yeah. heard it, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, a, a child goes to his grandfather and says, you know, hey, what you know, tell me about life and explain life. And the grandfather says, Well, inside of you, there are two wolves, right? right. One is one is good, the lovely, the 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 the, the happiness and the other is is anger and and deceit and um he goes well grandfather which one wins and the 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 grandfather says whichever one you feed whichever one you feed the most (laughs) whichever one you feed right so everybody like it is such a true thing and and i've used that analogy so many times with my own boys Mm -hmm. especially when they are competing yeah because when they're competing you have all these negative ideas and negative feelings inside and nerves Mm -hmm. and Professor always says, imagine if you were going to ride a roller coaster mm. and you, you're nervous. It's the same feeling that you get before you compete, you know. But if it, those nerves are great and you're not afraid of those nerves. But when we compete, we're kind of scared of those nerves. Yeah. We always have nerves. We're always nervous before we do something. Mm-hmm. And whichever, whichever wolf I feed more, I understand that I'm nervous. I understand that I'm cautious about reinventing myself. I understand that I'm cautious about this competition, but I'm still going to feed it more as opposed to just, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Then that's yeah. what's going to, whichever one's going to win. Well, and you, you, you know, we tend, our brains tend to prioritize comfort, right? Right. Once we've gotten out of that fight or flight situation, our brain is like, okay, so how do I self-soothe? Right. How do I, and you know, we have kids that suck their thumb or kids that carry around a blankie or right. kids that you know, or, or adults that, 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 you know, they smoke or they, right. they drink right? yeah. like that is, it's all self-soothing. We, we overeat, we abuse food. Right. Right. Yeah. And we, and we're trying to, um, find those own paths of ourselves, mm-hmm. guide our own children. And with, with this whole idea of lost and reinvention, we're just saying with your own self, find out what, motivates you what's going to hold you accountable what is going to hold you accountable to continue down a path that you're not going to like set yourself in stone you're not going to chisel yourself in stone you're Mm -hmm. always going to be willing to grow and you're always going to be willing to expand and 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 receive Mm -hmm. in information that's going to help you grow right yeah yeah And, and and sometimes that's what our trauma does like our trauma or our own cognitive way of rationalizing our life is that we get stuck on forcing these things that we have no chance of succeeding at. Right. Right. And it, what's interesting is like, I'm going to bring back Jocko episode two. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. he, he talks about how he doesn't have the body type to be, you know, a, a, an Olympic weightlifter. Sure. 
right? So he's, he knows that that's not something he, he still lifts weights, right? Right. But he's not going to be an Olympic weight, an Olympic weightlifter. Right. And so, you know, don't get too stuck on, on something you have effectively no chance at succeeding at. Correct. Right. Like I'm not going to be a sprinter. I'm not going to be, probably not going to be a marathon. Yeah. So, but so be gentle with your brain, Be gentle, be gentle with your brain and say, you know what? Hey, maybe this isn't my calling. Right. Let's ideate. Let's empathize. Let's come, let's, let's, let's apply this design process to, to what we're doing in life. Yeah. You don't have to be a marathon runner at the top of the path to still be able to go, you know what? I kind of want to do a marathon and and challenge myself. Oh, sure. Um, and like we, we, we talked about earlier, we sometimes get married to our own thoughts and we're so afraid. Mm -hmm. We're so afraid to change those thoughts. We're so afraid of what that's going to look like that we're like, well, I'm just going to continue down this path. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I'll break through this wall and all you're doing is running into this wall. Bro, that's the freeze response right there. You're <laughs> yeah, frozen right. You're in the frozen. De- you're frozen in the decision you've already made yeah. and you're just causing yourself more damage. And think about all think about in your own life like like we do with ourselves. Think about the time that you didn't go out and try and how often you look back and you go, "Man, if I would have just tried that one time, maybe my life would have been different." But that's the butterfly effect. Maybe your life would have been completely different. So now we're only talking about just changing tomorrow. Yeah. Not changing what could have happened yesterday, yeah. just changing tomorrow. Um, I always like to joke and tease Tyler because how many times did you come into the Jiu-Jitsu Academy? Right. Three times. Three times. Three times. It, and, and I knew Jiu-Jitsu was something I, I wanted to do for a while. Right. Right. I didn't have the self-love to say like, like this, I need to do this for myself. Yeah, for sure. Right, like you, were, I, you were like anxious about it and wanted yeah. to see what it was about, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I again, I've been a, I've listened to Jocko forever. Jocko was probably one of the first uh, areas where I like my brain lit up and was like something I need, I need to change something about who I am and and lead my life. Right. Sure. I read his book, um, Extreme Ownership. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it put me on this path. Right. And the next step, it finally got to a point where, okay, I've read about it. I need to execute. Sure. And the next step was, okay, what, how do I execute? And jujitsu was that logical step. Right. Right. So yeah, three times into the gym, three times and you walk into our academy and, and our academy is, um, if, for those of you guys that are just listening, but most of you guys who have listened is park city jujitsu. Yeah. And you walk into our academy and it's not like you see the mats right away. No. You walk into our academy and we have a front room yeah. and then you have to go to the back room and there's the mats. Yeah. And so that's intimidating in itself, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I totally expected, uh, you know, to have some sort of front desk person, yeah. you know what I mean? Like your typical gym experience, but you know, professor runs it in a way that like, it's, it's badass. It is badass. It's so badass. Yeah. And when you get on the mats and you're finally on the mats, you understand. Yeah the draw of i it. have so much pride to be a member of yeah for sure right? yeah. like and we approach it every day where you you get on the mats and and since we're talking about reinvention every day you walk on the mat you're reinventing yourself mm-hmm. with your friends and who those friends accept you for who you are yeah and sometimes your training is really what really good yeah sometimes you walk off the mat and you're like i don't know a single thing about jujitsu <laughs> but what draws you back is that there is no actual end to the journey. There is no actual end to the journey. You're never going to be like, oh, I'm a black belt, I know everything. No, you're going to be like, as long as I approach every day as a white belt, whether you're podcasting, whether you're you're a husband, whether you're a father, whether you're a son, 
whether you are in your own jujitsu journey, you're going to learn something new every day. As long as you learn yeah. every day, every day, right? Every day, every, every day. And it's so fantastic, right? Like you, this is something that literally I have been trying to learn for a very long time. Right. You know, I, I recently started, um, I, I, I started doing ketamine right. as, as a, as a, as a form of like reconnecting. They right. say, they say that doing ketamine kind of takes these neural pathways and we'll talk about the brain in the future right. and kind yeah, of how sure. the, these neural pathways are like grooves. And if you're a skier, you know, think about the tracks that get laid when, when somebody skis, right? right. The mountain kind of gets all cut up, but when the, the, this new snow falls, falls. it's all kind of fresh. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's, that's the idea of what ketamine does, does for you. Right. And as I've gone through these, these seven treatments, um, I, this is enjoy the ride is what right. I have been enjoy it in, in prompting, right? Like I've been, I was so caught up in like the end goal, right? The end goal has to look like this. The end goal. I, I even remember when I was a little kid, I used to get mad that my taco would break. <laughs> yeah. right? It wasn't perfect. Like right. I didn't get to That's eat so it. No, it would snap down the middle. Uh, and I would fall apart. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just had the hardest time grasping this concept. Right. It's about the ride. It is about the ride. And, and that's all we want is we want our friends, family, and listeners to understand that, like, we're on the ride ourselves. We're not like, Absolutely. we're not like, we're going like, oh, we understand everything. We learned yeah. everything. Um, we're okay with calling each other out. Okay. We're okay with suffering with each other like we do in the sauna, right. like we do when we go jump in the snow, the right. cold plunge, like we do on um, a day that you're just not into training, you're not into going to work, you're not into you're not into being a dad, you're not mm-hmm. even being a father, but you're like, well, today I, I still have to do it. Uh, it may yeah, not be yeah. like the best of my ability, but I still have to do it. Yeah, right? no, you're absolutely right. Like, and, and we lift each other up. We do. Right? And, and we had this amazing quote when I was on my mission. It was about geese. Right. Right, like when a, the the geese all kind of take turns at the front, right, and when one geese gets wounded, it, it it stays on the ground. Another another goose will stay with it, right, right. And the, the we had this quote, and it was I lift thee, and thee lift me, and we ascend together. That's awesome, right? I and, love it. And we need to ascend together as men, right? Yeah, like we we, we put so much emphasis on on challenging each other, right, right, because we have so much ego around who's right, who's the top dog, right. Who's the top dog? And that's what I love, um, you know, kind of bringing this back to the book in the last few minutes of this, this session here. Um, the shirt wears the story of the shirt wears beautiful, beautiful right? story. It's, it is so beautiful because we've lost this concept as, you know, I, and, and for what I, for what I, for what I learned from the book, like, you know, crazy horse was the last shirt wearer this we will ever see. Yeah. And the concept of the shirt wearer and the Lakota people was these are the, these are the young men. Right. They've proven them. They've proven themselves. Right. And their purpose was to take care of the, the weak. Right. Take care of the, the, the injured, take care of the elderly. They shared, they shared every, all of their possessions. They shared. Yeah. They shared them all. Right. They would go if they were, they were the ones hunting and they would, they would share it with those, those, those groups of people, even before they took care of their own, their own family. And when decisions needed to be made, they looked to the shirt wearers actions. Yeah. Not what the shirt wearers said, but they looked to their actions. And then the shirt wearers, if they needed to make a decision, it wasn't what's best for the shirt wearer. It was for what's best for the people, what's yeah. best for the community, yeah. right? And so when you're looking at yourself and you're, you're ahead of your household, whether you're a man or a woman and you're ahead of your household, 
you're not looking at what's best for you in that moment. Yeah. You're looking at what's best for what's going to work best for you, maybe five, 10, 15 years down the line. So when we look at reinvention, we're not looking at what's best for me right now. Mm -hmm. What's best for me right now may not be what's best for me in 10 years. And when we talk to our children, right? I know I do this and I know you do this the same. I always say, okay, what is five year Braxton or Tristan? Right. What does five year Braxton and Tristan want to look like? 10 year. Right. What do they want to look like? And then you can give them the avenue and the ability to make a decision. It may not be the right one. Right. You may not agree with it, but it's okay because they're still just going through their own motions. Right. Right. Absolutely. And it's that, it's that beautiful concept of, of ideate, right? Ideate. Have it, have it written down. Yeah. Have an idea. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, and we call them goals. Sometimes we get so, we get so rigid about our goals. Right. Goals are like, Ugh! yeah. Right. And like having a long-term goal, it's really just having an idea. Sure. Just have an idea. Right. And you can build up to it. You can progressively elaborate. Yep. Right. Um, hold space for, hold space for people. Yeah. Give them, you don't ever give a person, um, what you think is best for them. No. Just give them some, like what you look at, what you think about. And then that way they can formulate their own plans that works best for them. And when you do that for somebody, then you can just, give them the, their, their ideas and their own blank canvas to start writing right. their, what they look like. Reflective question. Reflective question. That's what I do in my coaching practice, I know right? Yeah. Like, so we, we don't, we don't tell people what to do because when we tell people what to do, like we said, it gets encoded in that, that fight or flight. Right. But when we can reflect and we can show the, the you know, you call it reflective questioning it, you can call it the indirect method of your <laughs> yeah, job, sure, yeah. right? The indirect, you know, it's helping the person see the pattern themselves. Right. Right. And, and, um, you know, that's what we should do for each other. Right. We should do for each other as men, right? Like yeah. we, we, you know, sometimes it's, you, you need to be razzed. Sometimes you need to, to be harassed, right? Like right. there's some, there's some, some hazing that should be expected sure. as long as it's not hurtful. Sure. It's helpful and not hurtful. Right. Right. Like hazing sometimes has a bad stigma, but you definitely get hazed in the jujitsu gym. Always. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's because these people want the best for you. And if, and if it's not, if you're in a gym that where it's not, that's not the atmosphere, you might be in the wrong gym. Right. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. You want people around that are going to challenge you, question you, and then, guide you in the right direction. Absolutely. Right. And that's all, that's what Tyler and I's ideas are yep. is we're not here to give anything else except for our own version of things. And like we say it from all the beginning, like we have, it's not like we know everything mm-hmm. or that we're saying that we know everything, but what we're saying is, is you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're okay. Right. Just do the work. Each day is a chapter of our lives. It is. And each day we have the opportunity to reinvent ourselves. Yep. And we can re- reinvent ourselves as often as, as every morning. Agreed. If the sun is coming up, if you've got air in your lungs, you've got more energy to fight. You so do. be gentle with yourself. Yep, for sure. Be- ask questions. Ask, man, if, you, if, you're, if you're a jiu-jitsu person, you understand asking questions puts the class way funner yeah. as opposed to everybody just looking at each other looking like, uh, okay, you go. You go. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions and be willing to accept the feedback and the information that you're going to get. Yeah. Right. And so with that being said, um, 
you know, reinvent yourself. Reinvent we're, yourself. we're okay with um, ourselves, but we're always going to reinvent ourselves and we're always going to look to be a different version of ourselves, right. whether it's tomorrow, five, 10 years from now. And that's kind of what we're doing with the podcast. We're just kind of reinventing ourselves Yep. and we're willing to be white belts. We're willing Absolutely. to just make mistakes, make you giggle, make you laugh. Make yep. you not agree with us, right? That's like cool. those those mistakes we make in lives, they're they're the prototypes, right? Yeah, and and we can test those prototypes, and if those prototypes fail, throw that shit out and start <laughs> over. Yeah, it's okay, man. This has been a lot of fun. It has. It's yeah, always fun to be in the room with you and just chat and 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 talk real. Same. Um, but let's go ahead and cap this episode on reinvention there. Yeah, just like man, that. Just like that. And uh, so then, Tyler, where 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 can we find you? Where, you? where are we where are we looking to find Tyler Clark? You can always find Tyler Clark at Park City Jiu Jitsu. Always Sundays, <laughs> uh, we're there for open mat. Uh, if you are a little out of state, feel free to reach out to the Lost Boy Scouts website, lostboyscouts.com, Lost Boy Scouts on Instagram, Twitter, uh, or. Um, you know, send up a smoke signal. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, so for me, you can find me at Compassionate Gentleman on Instagram and Facebook. Um, same as Tyler. Um, I also open mat on Sundays. Um, everybody's welcome to come to share some space, to share some jujitsu knowledge. Um, in the next couple of weeks, our plan is to episode three. We're going to talk about white belt for life. Yeah. How that? How we look at white belt for life and what what that means to us in our life and then hopefully we'll start bringing in some guests that also just continue down this jujitsu idea and this life idea and how, and how come they're parallel with each other and yeah. why they work 